Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with a Doc, the show where we bring your questions to Providence medical experts for insight and information. I'm your host, Mary Yernoff, and here with me today is Dr. Imran Iqbal, an internal medicine physician with Providence Medical Associates, and we are answering your questions about kidney stones. Remember, everyone, all of our questions come from our listeners. That's you via social media. We can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can use the hashtag Talk with a Doc for a chance to hear your questions on our episodes. Before we start, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. And you should always consult a healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment. So let's get started by welcoming our expert today. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for having me today. Um, I am an internal medicine physician. I work out here in Southern California. I've been working for approximately uh, 15 years. And, um, you know, I have a varying number of patients that vary from, you know, the age of 18 to the age of 101. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, you know, I get to see a lot of stuff and, you know, it's, it's, I bet you do. It, it gets exciting <laughs> at times, you know, I'm not working in the hospital, but, you know, um, seeing patients in the clinic is uh, actually um, a great experience. You know, um, the good thing about working in the uh, clinic experience is that we get to form a relationship with our right, patients. Right. Yeah. So, so it helps out a lot. Um, in my free time, I like to go ahead and, you know, mostly watch basketball. Okay. I stop playing sports because injuring yourself as a doctor is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, you know, mostly um, I'll do the non-interactive sports. So uh, we'll do more like uh, tennis, golf, you know. So swimming. I'm good with swimming. There you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Who's your team? Exactly. For basketball. Lakers. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's acceptable down here. It's acceptable sure, down here. Know, sometimes, sometimes we get the mamba mentality, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> it, it mm-hmm. happens. It happens. <laughs> well, today our topic is kidney stones, so let's start with a super easy one. What are kidney stones? So, yeah, to start off with, you know, we should understand what is a kidney stone. You know, a kidney stone is um, it's a it's a formation of a solid object, which is what we call a stone formation, um, which occurs normally when soluble material, which is most commonly calcium, at supersaturates, which means that it becomes absorbed um, into the urine and becomes uh, and begins a process of crystal formation. Okay. And like I said before, those are usually calcium crystals. Okay. So calcium, though, is something that we hear all the time that we need, and especially as women, we need more calcium. So is it the same thing? Am I taking too much calcium? Is that why this is happening? So sometimes that happens. Sometimes, you know, some individuals have a genetic predisposition. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're getting, you know, other sources of calcium that you're not really realizing because a lot of times what happens is you know you tell a patient let's you know take calcium you should be taking calcium to avoid osteoporosis but at the same time they're taking a multivitamin they're uh-huh. taking um, other medications you know that are prescribed that do have calcium in them too okay and so you get a kidney stone because you have this excess buildup but what really causes you to to create that excess buildup so like i like i said before you know some of it is more of a genetic predisposition okay so what kind of a project, like, is there like a certain type or does it run in my family because I'm of a certain descent? Yeah. So sometimes what happens is um, when we say genetic predisposition, it means that, you know, you have a family history of kidney stones. Um, if you look back in your family history and you're like, you know, how many people have had kidney stones and you, once you get a kidney stone, that's when you find out. Right. And you know, no one asks, hey, who has a kidney stone? I want to put this on my list so they know what. Well, we what, could no, add it to Thanksgiving no, dinner conversation, yeah, I guess. Right. right. <laughs> what not to get? I don't want to get this, you know. Um, But it really actually, um, your risk will increase, you know, if you are, like I said, genetically predisposed to get it, and that you would find out only if you, you know, check to see if you have a family history. What are other risk factors? Other risk factors would be, you know, taking in um, 
an excess amount of calcium. Okay. Um, like we discussed before. Um, some patients that are predisposed to have problems with calcium would be uh, people with gastric bypasses. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, bariatric surgery. Mm -hmm. uh, those are some other patients. And some people, what we call a short bowel syndrome, and most people wouldn't understand that. So yeah. what that means is that people who would have some other diseases where they would have to cut the bowel, and okay. that shortens the bowel length. Okay. And those patients are more predisposed to get that also. Okay. Um, less common causes include your urinary tract infections that occur on a higher basis. Okay. Um, it increases in individuals who use medications that crystallize the urine, and those are usually antiviral medications. Um, okay. Some of them are indinavir, acyclovir, which, you know, commonly acyclovir is used along with um, Valtrex, which is gangcyclovir for people who have shingles, and we hear about shingles a little more often, right, so, right, okay. so those patients can get it too. And are there any other indicators, like does it happen more often to women or men or older or younger, or is it kind of just run across the board? So um, women are predisposed to have it more, and one reason is because of the increased amount of calcium. Okay. Um, there are other uh, diseases such as hyperparathyroidism, um, which does occur more commonly in females than males, which causes an increased amount of calcium production. Well, let's take some questions that we got from social. How common are kidney stones? Kidneys, uh, kidney stones are extremely common. Um, like I said, you know, we're all taking these types of minerals, vitamins, and a lot of times we take them in excess. Mm -hmm. So they are becoming more common in the mainstream nowadays. Are there foods that are, are more concerning for us as we think about maybe trying to avoid them? Yeah, you know, so once again, it comes down to the foods that are higher in, you know, what, what are stones made of, you know, um, that's what it comes down to. And like I said, the most common stone is made of calcium. Calcium. And so foods that are high in calcium could lead to that. Okay. Um, can children get kidney stones? Children can get, definitely get kidney stones. Um, children are prone to get kidney stones if there is a family history of kidney stones okay. in the family. And is there any um, any change in like family, like do Native Americans or Latinos or anybody, or is it just kind of across the board? It is pretty much across the board. Um, you know, we have to look at culture, and then when we look at culture, we look at the type of diet that a culture Food. is having. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So based on that, you know, if it is a culture that is, you know, more milk product based, you know, yogurt based, you know, um, mm -hmm. which you'd see in more of like the some Asiatic reason, regions and, you know, um, also, if, you know, milk products, you know, mm -hmm. cheeses, if you're in a culture that has a lot of cheese, too, those, that can predispose you. Now I want cheese. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are the most common symptoms of kidney stones? I mean, how do I even know I have them? The most common symptom that someone will present with is pain. Um, you usually have pain in your flanks. What are the flanks? Mm -hmm. the, the flanks. <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was coming. The flanks are usually the, or not usually, but the flanks are the area in your lower back mm -hmm. that will go all the ways around, like around your waist, waist like okay. right above the waist. Those would be your flanks. And usually you would not feel it in both sides. It would be on one side. And okay. you would think it's initially um, back pain. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, why is my back hurting? Um, and then that pain intensifies. Um, and then after that, it, you know, usually you might see uh, blood in your urine. Okay. That's, that's another sign. Um, sometimes nausea, vomiting, pain on urination, Ooh. or an urgency mm -hmm. to urinate. So it can become, you know, pretty difficult at times. And 
one severe symptom also besides the pain would be a urinary obstruction. Oh. And what that means is that you can't urinate because can't. the stone is actually blocking the pipes. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, it, it can become, it can, make, it can be pretty bad. Um, I'll tell you a personal story. Um, it was about a, 18 months ago. Um, I was with my wife and I, was, I woke up and I was like, oh, I have back pain. And I, I get back pain now and then. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, you know, you get back pain. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am not dating myself here. So um, that back pain intensified. And then she's like, well, we should go to the ER. I go, I'm not going to the ER. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm okay. I know I'm fine. There's, there's nothing wrong here. And then, you know, she found me in the room in, in fetal position. Wow. And she's like, we're going to the ER now. And I go, yeah, I, it's my appendix or I have a kidney stone. Oh, wow. You know, because it was on the right side. And I go, I, I can't be, you know, dumb about this. You know, I have to go. So I went there. And lo and behold, I had a kidney stone. Extremely painful. Wow. You know, um, so they diagnosed it. And we'll go over how you diagnose that in, in a bit. But um, on a personal level, yeah, kidney stones are painful. And that's the first thing I saw. I didn't see the blood in the urine. But I had the pain in the flank, you know, the, the, side, the side of the, uh, uh, the lower back. You self-diagnosed yourself. You oh, went in sure. and you said, here's what I have. I sure did. That's a doctor. <laughs> Every doctor does that, you right. know. First you announce who you are. Right, and exactly. then you tell them what you have. Mm -hmm, sure. And then from there, you know, but that's what it was, you know. So now you're not just empathetic. Now you're sympathetic, Most right? definitely. You've, got the, you've experienced it. Most definitely. I did that one time. I, I, I injured my back, and I literally called people in my life that I had not been sympathetic to. And I was like, oh, I understand what you mean now about how incredibly you can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Do some people, because some of the symptoms you were just describing really sound a lot like either a bladder infection or a kidney infection. So do people often kind of misdiagnose or think they have one thing and then find out they have a kidney stone? You know, that's a great question. Um, I, I'll give you a perfect example. Approximately two weeks ago, I had a patient. And nowadays, everything's electronic. So I had a patient come in, or not come in, but send me an email and said, I think I have my diverticulitis. Oh, what's diverticulitis? He thought he had a, an infection in his intestines because he's had it before. Oh, I was say he didn't WebMD it though. Okay. No, he didn't WebMD web <laughs> Let's MD not it. call Google doctor No, or not at all. And I knew him. So I said, okay, sure. Here are your antibiotics. You know, a couple of days pass and then I get another email from him and he said, sorry, I messed up. I was wrong. I had a kidney stone. Oh, wow. So definitely it can go misdiagnosed if you're thinking one way. And how do you actually diagnose it? So... So stones are diagnosed usually when, you know, um, you're feeling the pain, you go into the emergency room. Most common way and most um, easy way to uh, diagnose a kidney stone is a CT scan. Okay. Yeah. So it's not blood work. It's not, it's, you really have to it's, look. You have to, you have to you look have for to it. it. You, you need to visualize it. Um, if a patient's pregnant or cannot get a CT scan, um, you do an ultrasound and you okay. can diagnose it that way too. Not as clear cut as a CT scan, but that is the other way that we can do that. So when we think of stones, we think of like rocks. Like how big is a kidney stone? And I know it probably varies, but. The kidney stone sizes vary. They can be anywhere from two millimeters uh, to anywhere above one centimeter. Eesh. And those sizes actually determine how we treat them. Okay. Well, this is really interesting because now I want to talk about how we treat them. But I know we have to take a quick break. So when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We will start with how we treat them. Perfect. Thank you. All it takes is one flight 
We'd be in the same time zone Looking through your timeline Seeing all the rainbows I, I got an idea And I know that it sounds crazy I just wanna see ya Oh, I gotta ask Do you got plans tonight? I'm a couple hundred miles from Japan And I I was thinking I could fly to your hotel tonight Cause I can't get you off my mind Can't get you off my mind Can't get you off my mind oh. I can feel the tension We could cut it with a knife I know it's more than just a friendship I can hear you think I'm right, yeah Do I gotta convince you That you shouldn't fall asleep It'll only be a couple hours And I'm about to leave Do you got plans tonight? I'm a couple hundred miles from Japan And I, I was thinking I could fly to your hotel tonight Cause I, I can't get you off my mind Can't get you off my mind Can't get you off my mind Do you got plans tonight? I was hoping I could get lost in your paradise the only thing I'm thinking about is you and I Cause I can't get you off my mind Can't get you off my mind I can't seem to get you off my mind Let's get lost tonight Let's get lost tonight Baby, you and I I can't seem to get you off my mind Let's get lost tonight Let's get lost tonight Baby, you and I I can't seem to get you off my mind if you don't extract them or I guess you might have to extract them but well you know a lot of that is based on do you have symptoms or you don't have symptoms so those patients who come into the emergency room like I said before depending on size and we'll go over you know um, what needs to be done on that but if you don't have any symptoms they can last forever Um, you know a lot of times you know you can have kidney stones and not know that you have kidney stones and they kind of diagnose them on a haphazard CT scan that you were getting done for something else. Okay. Do they pass on their own ever? Kidney stones can pass on their own. For example, myself, you know, when I did have my kidney stone, um, it was very painful, but it passed on its own, you know. And the painful part wasn't passing the kidney stone. It was actually it moving from the kidney to the bladder. That was the most painful part. And you could probably feel that process. Oh, yes. (laughs) Please don't remind me. We definitely (laughs) felt it. (laughs) Every woman is like, well, welcome to childbirth. Uh, Right, right. Well, interesting you say that because the women who have had childbirth and have a kidney stone always say the kidney stone is worse. No. Oh, yeah. 
Oh my goodness. At least out of my patients, that's what I've heard. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. I actually thought they told me I had a kidney. They thought I had a kidney stone. They couldn't. They couldn't see it, but that all the diagnosis was that, and they kept made it, making me wait, and I had to do the whole thing where like you have to check your urine and you have to be. Nothing ever came out, oh, and wow. and but the pain went away eventually. So I never really knew, but I remember it being excruciatingly painful. Yeah. Like I would cry, and oh, I, I'm wow. not a crier. Oh yeah. wow. But I haven't had children, so I don't know that it's worse, but I'm going to take your word for it. Um, so one of the questions we got said, if I drink a lot of water, can I get the stone to pass naturally? That is correct. Yes, you can. Oh, you can. Yes, okay. you can. How um, much water are we talking here? We're talking about a good amount of water. You know, um, we're talking at least 60, more than 64 ounces of water a day. Wow. Um, and that's if you have a kidney stone. But that's also depending on the size. If And, I, and I'll have to do, talk about it right now. You know, if you have a two millimeter uh, stone in your kidney, it won't move. Mm-hmm. It will not move. Stones that are in the kidney won't move at all. But once they start moving, you will want to pass it. And that's when you say increase the amount of water. Got it. You know, we usually say increase the amount of water also because you don't want the kidney stone size to increase if you already have one. And it helps flush out. You know, so It's just excess. flushing, basically, it's flushing, is what it's doing. It okay, is. so it's correct. broken away or it's whatever and it's ready to come out. That's right. Okay, interesting. Okay. And what about people who don't drink a lot of water? Can that actually cause kidney stones? That was a question we got. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yes, it can. Um, when you're not drinking water, you actually increase the amount of particles, let's say, you know, simply speaking, in the bladder that can form. Um, okay. Or I shouldn't say the bladder, bladder the kidney okay. that can form, and they're not flushed out. So, yes, because, you know, there are different types of stones that we were talking about or that, I, that we'll talk about in a second um, that, that can uh, predispose to that. Are there th- are, is there such a thing as bladder stones? Yes, there are. And okay. you can form stones in the bladder also. So oh. there are there are bladder stones uh, different oh, okay. from the kidney stones. Yeah. Are they kind of treated the same way? They'll be treated the exact same way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you know, depending on the size, sometimes you'll have to go in the bladder and kind of... None of it. this sounds like fun, I have to say. No, it's not supposed to be, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about how you treat them. Perfect. Um, so let's first talk about, you know, the different types of kidney stones. Um, we ha- can have calcium, uric acid, cysteine, and what we call struvite stones. Um, and I'll get back to that in a second. Now, when you are diagnosed with having a kidney stone, there are some simple things that we need to do. One is, you know, you need to increase the amount of water that you're taking, which we discussed earlier. The other thing that you want to do is you want to strain the urine. So if you're in an emergency room or you come to your doctor's office, they actually have, or we actually have strainers, and you want to strain your urine every time you urinate after that. If you're in extreme pain, we usually use what we call non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, ibuprofen, Advil, Motrin, Aleve, um, or you know if it's severe, severe pain, we will go towards the narcotic medications of you know usually Norco. Um, helps out, and the pain is that severe. You know, you know nowadays we're usually um, nowadays we're usually a, a little more. Um, hesitant on prescribing such type of medications, but in these cases, we will definitely do it. Well, I actually, you're talking about the pain, but um, Kiefer Sutherland, right, who's known as an action star, said that he's broken every bone in his body, but nothing was as painful as kidney stones. Is that accurate? That is completely accurate, and once again, I'm speaking on experience. Did I break bones? No, but was that pain severe? It was, and I always told myself I'll never take narcotic medications, I'll never use anything like Norco, but guess what? I did, you know, because it definitely helped and uh, alleviated that pain. Um, I only had a handful of them, um, you know, because I didn't want to uh, have too many. Sure. 
um, but it definitely helped. Um, the other things that we do, you know, we have to consider now is the size. Usually if they tell you that the stone is less than five millimeters, spontaneously, um, spontaneously it should pass um, with a good amount of water, um, that, that, that should come through. And that, um, you determine that size, though, through the ultrasound or through the scan? That is correct, okay. yeah, whichever, whichever one yeah. you're doing. Um, usually the scan will might not tell you the exact size. CT scan is a little more accurate on that. And then um, also we look at the location of the stone. Based on the location, there are different medications that we give. Most commonly, we give something what's called an alpha blocker, um, which is known as Flomax or Temcelosin. Okay. Um, it's a low dose. Um, it can take up to four weeks to pass a stone. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, um, if the stone is not moving, you're not in pain. Oh, okay. Once you feel the pain, you know the stone is moving. And that's what you want to consider. Um, stones that are between five millimeters and 10 millimeters, which is one centimeter in diameter, um, can pass. But anything greater than that, that's where we consider what we call um, shockwave lithotripsy. Shockwave lithotripsy is really, you know, taking an ultrasound machine, putting it to your back, and. Um, its vibrations should turn the stone into sand and that should, you know, help it come out. Um, They also have laser probes. Um, Sometimes they actually have to go in and put a stent in. Yeah. Very painful. Wow. Very, very painful. And all of this is dependent on location. Myself, for example, I had, you know, um, an extra stone Um, when I had mine that didn't move or come out. But, you know, I spoke to the urologist, and the urologist is actually the person who takes care of the kidney Mm -hmm. stones. Um, That's the physician that does that. And, you know, we discussed, hey, what should we do about this extra stone that I have on the left side now? And I travel a good deal, and I didn't want to be in a situation where I'm in a foreign country. Oh, my goodness, yes. And, you know, we don't want to be in a, in a foreign country, in a hospital. Not to say that they're not good or bad, but, you know, we want to enjoy our trip. Absolutely. You know, so I decided to do the uh, shockwave lithotripsy, and it worked well. Um, it did not make it into sand, as I was hoping. So, you know, just for our listeners, I want them to know these therapies work but not everything's 100%, you know? So I didn't see sand, I saw some stones, so they were just as painful as the first time, but I would rather have the pain at home within 24 hours that I know about rather than being somewhere and not knowing when and where. So it basically breaks them up, basically, and pushes, helps you push them out is how this therapy works? That is correct. So, you know, it will break them up, but pushing them out is the same way, you know, just drink a lot of water and flush it out as much as you can. What does it actually look like? Is it like a little crystal? It, it looks like a, a small pebble, oh. to be Ooh. honest with you. Yeah, it, it, it's a small pebble. Um, you'll definitely notice it. You know, um, If you do the litho- lithotripsy, you might see some sand-like particles mm-hmm. come out. But otherwise, you know, it's just a little you know, blurp, and you see a stone come out. Huh. Um, if the stone is a little larger that's stuck in your bladder and it's trying to come out, then sometimes you might see a little blood with it. But otherwise, you know, like I said, based on the size, it's, it's always a little different on the experiences. And you said laser probe. Tell me more about this. Um, laser probes kind of work the same way um, as the lithotripsy. Um, they can use lasers to to, like break to, to break up. Yeah, to break up. You know, when you when you think of like watching a movie and watching them blast uh, a rock, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. You know, if you think <laughs> if you think of if you think of uh, um, 
Captain Kirk, you know, taking sure. his phaser onto, you know, a rock, you know, to make some heat and blasts open. That's what you're, that's what you're th- talking about. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you just said that because William Shatner, um, he had kidney stones and he actually went to the hospital because he thought he had back pain and it turned out he had kidney stones. And then he sold the kidney stone to raise money for charity. I thought that was the craziest thing. That is. That is. But these stones, it's interesting because when these stones come out of you, you're like, oh, wow. I, I made that. It's like a pearl, right? It's like an oyster pearl. Totally like an oyster pearl. I guess it matters or depends on who it's coming out of because I don't <laughs> know if I could, I don't know if I could have made that much money on, you know, on eBay or for charity, but you know, we can always try. Oh, that's awesome. Oh my goodness. Okay, so these are the primary treatments, is that what is you're correct. Saying. These okay. are the primary treatments from step one to I've been diagnosed to it to now we need to take care of it. And, and none like, of them are surgical, though, yes? Um, so, you know, there are sometimes you can get surgical procedure, procedures, it's, and it's, but it will be percutaneous, which means they'll go through your urethra to the bladder into the kidney. They, okay. they won't, you know, cut you open or do any. There's they usually are li- less likely to have anything or any type of procedure like that done. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, some people have asked, how do you avoid getting kidney stones? And I think you've talked a little bit about drinking water and the, the calcium, trying not to eat high calcium. Is there anything else we can tell people? Well, you know, we did talk about, you know, the drinking the water. Um, but also I want, you know, our listeners to understand is you don't want to overdo it on water. Mm. When you overdo it on water, meaning drinking too much water, you dilute the other electrolytes in your body, which can actually cause, um, mental disturbances. You know, we Mm. get, you know, altered mental status. So the only time you want to do this is if you've been diagnosed with a kidney stone. Gotcha. Um, I don't want our listeners to go ahead and start drinking, you know, liters and liters of water just because they don't want to get kidney stones. First, you know, we did talk about who's at risk for kidney stones. Um, Also, you know, patients who are diabetics are at risk for kidney stones. People who have thyroid disease can be at risk for kidney stones. People who exercise too much. So you do want to keep that in mind, too. So am I at risk for getting a kidney stone or how do I avoid them? Well, I'm going to keep my diabetes under control. I'm going to, um, you know, not exercise as much as I was before because these are some risk factors that are associated with it. Um, Yes, low fluid intake will increase it, but too high of a fluid can cause other problems, too. Um, you should drink probably, you know, I would say six to eight glasses of water a day. That's appropriate for everyone. I don't think any of us needs to do that. Um, and just remember also, like I said, you know, risk factors. Risk factors are the things that you have to consider first. And then if you fall into that category, you want to do these extra things that we've just discussed. It's interesting. I never heard the connection between diabetes and kidney stones before. I wonder if most diabetics know that. Not if they're not told. I'll right, tell you that right, right now. Education you know, if, is no so one, if no one tells you, you know, you don't know. You don't know. I know a lot of times everyone's going on the internet to try to find some information. And, you know, it can be accurate to a point, you know. But I think this is, like we said in the beginning, you know, if you think you have something or if you're at risk, it's definitely important to discuss it with your doctor. So let's just say I'm having back pains or, or blood in my urine. Should I go to my primary care physician? Should I go to a urologist? Do I start in one place? If it's really bad, do I go to, like, how do I know where to go? As a primary care physician, I always say come to the office unless you're in excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. If the pain is unbearable, then you have to find help. And I wouldn't say elsewhere. I would say you have to go to the emergency room. Um, I've had p- patients that came in, you know, and just said, oh, I noticed some blood in my urine. Oh, I don't have back pain. I don't have pain anywhere. And then, you know, you do a further diagnosis and you find, hey, listen, you do have a kidney stone and this is what we need to do, what we've just discussed. But also at the same time is um, 
you know, it, urgent care is just as good, but what they'll do is do the same thing. They'll send you over to, you know, an emergency room to, for further evaluation, you know, if they don't have the capability to do a CT scan or an ultrasound. Is there a connection or a correlation between kidney stones and kidney infections? Does one cause the other? Are they completely separate? Um, urinary tract infections um, sometimes, you know, can correlate or be superimposed with the same um, connotation of uh, kidney infections. Um, increased amount of kidney infections, yes, can definitely um, cause kidney stones. Um, other things that cause or kidney stones... Um, like we said before, would be, you know, the increased amount of calcium that you've been diagnosed with. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and then you mentioned very early on about people, bariatric patients or people who had had bariatric surgeries or more inclined. Why is that? So, you know, bariatric surgery, depending on what type of bariatric surgery you get, if you're getting a surgical procedure where they're cutting a part of your stomach out or if they are tightening it, um, your absorption has decreased. So you're not going to absorb the minerals as you are supposed to, and they're going to just float down into the kidney, you know, after they're absorbed in the other, where they're not absorbed in the intestines. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Well, one question we got said, are there vitamins or supplements I can take in order to prevent kidney stones? Probably more the flip side, right? Don't yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, like I was saying before, we you don't want to take too many supplements. You don't want to take too many vitamins because when you start looking at all of those, there will be a lot of um, calcium in there. Um, once again, you know, I was looking back and I said, oh, why did I get kidney stones? Yeah. And, you know, when I asked my mom, does anyone in the family have kidney stones? She said, no. So I said, okay, let me look and see what I'm doing. And, you know, I was, oh, let me get this vitamin for my prostate. Let me get this vitamin for my heart. Let me get this vitamin for my eye. And lo and behold, every vitamin I was taking, I did know there was calcium, but I didn't think it would affect me this way. And it did. So you do want to keep that in mind. You know, I know a lot of times my patients will come in and they give me a list of all their supplements that they're on. That list might, you know, sometimes I will thin out a little bit just, you know, for their own safety. So when we're done with this, I can give you my supplement list and you can take a look because now I'm nervous. <laughs> as long as it's one page, yes. <laughs> I think I think so. I think we're all good. Right, okay. um, well, one of the questions we got was, are there long-term consequences of having kidney stones? There definitely are. So, you know, one of the major things that you can have um, is what we call urosepsis. Urosepsis is when you get an infection that's anywhere from the kidney to the bladder that actually gets um, or gets pushed into the bloodstream. Um, that can definitely be a problem. It can injure the kidney, what we call acute kidney injury. Um, you can actually stop urinating, which can definitely be a problem. Um, or you can have chronic pain on a regular basis mm. or nausea and vomiting. Those are, you know... Um, long-term consequences of having kidney stones that are not moving or, yeah. yeah. Well, you said earlier that it's usually one side or the other, but does that mean that you only get them? Like if I had one on the right side and I got another one, would it be on the right side or can they move? Can they? Well, you know, so the kidney stones, what I meant to say was you won't have two moving at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you could have them. But you can have sides. them. Also, okay. But like I said, I did, you know, I had one that moved on the right, the one right. on the left didn't move and I made it move, you know, <laughs> otherwise, Otherwise, yeah, you can, and you can have multiple. I've had patients that came in, I saw a CT scan, and they had an unbelievable amount of kidney stones, so, but they weren't in any pain. So, you know, the advice there is just make sure you're taking enough water and, you know, you're not taking calcium supplements. Oh my gosh, if you told me I had a lot of them, even though they weren't moving, I would, like, imagine them moving. Like, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night because I'd be so afraid they were going to start moving. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure, I can oh, understand that. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Um, 
Well, this is kind of a similar question. If it came from a listener, if someone gets kidney stones, do they get several or can they just get one? Yeah. So you can just get one kidney stone. You can, you can be lucky and just have one. But remember, once you have one kidney stone, you are at risk for getting more kidney stones. Buzzkill, man. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think we're about out of time. So I'm going to give you the chance here. Is there one takeaway you want listeners to know when it comes to this topic? You know, um, don't take back pain for granted. Um, Keep in mind all of the symptoms that we discussed today. Speak to your primary care physician first. Talk to them and, you know, rule out any type of other type, other problems that might occur with back pain because you don't want to be in a situation where you could have taken care of this right. and you ignored it. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, that means have a primary care physician. It's probably one of the most important things you can do for your health. Most definitely. So thank you, Dr. Iqbal, for joining us today and everyone for listening and sending in your questions. We look forward to future topics with more experts from Providence. We can be found on Twitter under Providence and under Providence Health System on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening.